Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of BU with Declan Edwards. Now, I'm incredibly excited for the interview that we're about to run with the amazing Amy Smith, who is a dear friend of mine and the founder of the Aligned Tribe. Now, this is someone I really look up to personally and professionally for her passion and commitment in helping people navigate the often confusing, stressful and overwhelming world that is career progression. Amy is a specialist at helping people develop fulfillment and success within their career path. It's a topic we haven't spoken about anywhere near enough over this podcast. You know, we're big believers that at the end of the day, you spend 40 hours a week at a job and that's going to have a huge impact on your overall well-being and sense of fulfillment in life. So that's why I'm so excited to have Amy on board today to share some key tips about things like how to know you're in the right career path, how to progress in your career, how to have the confidence to ask for a raise or a promotion. You know, she's so successful at helping people flourish and succeed in their career, and I know she's going to have so much value to offer you today. So if you're someone who isn't fulfilled by their job, they're just going there and you know, turning the wheels but not getting anywhere or just doing it for the paycheck, this is going to be an incredibly valuable interview for you to listen to. So with that said, let's get her on the line. Let's welcome her into the studio. She is tuning in today from Sydney. And we're going to really deep dive into a bit of her background, but also pick her brain on how you can lead a successful and fulfilling career. Let's do it. Hello, Amy. How are you doing? Hi, Declan. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Good to hear. Good to hear. I'm very, very excited to have you on today. For those who are listening at home, we did originally plan to record this interview yesterday and then silly me hadn't done the most recent update on my iPhone, so it shut itself down. Um, but it's all fixed and good to go now and I'm very excited to uh, be running this interview with you because we got, what, about 12 minutes into it yesterday before my phone shut itself off and some of the content you were delivering, some of the lessons that you were sharing with our audience were absolutely brilliant, just little nuggets of gold. And I'm very excited to bring some of those back up again today on this interview. Yeah, awesome. Thanks for having me, Declan. So, hey, give, uh, give everyone a bit of your backstory and, and a bit of an introduction of yourself. Now, I've done a quick little short one to sort of tease people into it, but I think... <laughs> you know, you're best at sharing your story. You're the expert on yourself and why you do what you do and how you got into it. Um, So I'll hand over to you. Take a couple of moments just to share, yeah, a bit more about yourself. Yeah, yeah, great. Well, um, yeah, my name's Amy Smith. I'm the the founder of Align Tribe. And so for the past several years, I've been working in the human resources space and um, particularly in executive recruitment, working across Australia, across Canada and the UK, uh, with organisations that range anywhere from three staff right through to 30,000 staff as well, um, helping them with their, their staffing strategies um, and their employee engagement as well. And sort of since then, you know, after my, my travels and everything, got that out of my system and came back over to Australia and got really settled in here and started working with a, a company um, in the executive recruitment uh, space again, but more so on the business coaching and, and mentoring side of things. So 
I was uh, headhunting and recruiting ex-CEOs that had run companies between sort of five to 100 mil that were really looking to make the next step in their own careers. And that was typically in the space of wanting to mentor other business owners. So that kind of exposed me to the world of, of coaching, um, particularly, you know, with some really, really smart switched on people. And I noticed, you know, there's a lot out there for high level executives. There's a lot out there for business owners. And when you think about it, you know, we've got uh, all of our millennial generation now stepping up into management roles, um, really sort of stepping up to the next level in their career. And I just didn't really feel like there was a lot of support out there um, for that particular level of an employee, really. Mm. So um, that kind of spurred me on, I guess, to to start my own thing. I had It kind of started organically, I guess. I had a lot of ex-colleagues and things sort of reaching out to me, asking me for career advice and things just from what I'd done in my own career. And, you know, I was really like, this is, this is definitely what I love to do um, in terms of the HR space and just sort of kicked off a line tribe from there. Yeah, and it's such a valuable thing that you're doing. I, I mentioned in the introduction, I was thinking about it yesterday as well. We really don't spend enough time talking about or focusing on career on this podcast, but it's such a valuable thing to look at because at the end of the day, I think the current stats are about we spend 40% of our waking life doing something for a, for a job or a career. That's a shit ton of time for your career to either really positively contribute to your life and your sense of purpose and meaning and fulfillment or to be a source of stress and, and a bit of a negative uh, contributor to your life overall. So it's, I think it's something that's very valuable that you're doing for people. I'm curious, you know, you mentioned that you didn't see that there was much support at that level of career and also for millennials. Mm. What do you think are some of the biggest challenges? Now, millennials, correct me if I'm wrong, because I think there's a couple of different definitions out there. What sort of age group are we yep. looking at for millennials? So millennials really, um, I guess at the moment age-wise, are in their sort of early 20s to around sort of 38, early 40s really, yeah. um, in terms of that that age bracket. So, you know, Gen Y is another term that most people throw around for that age bracket as well. Yeah. Um, so they're the sort of, uh, I guess, people, you know, that have, we've grown up in the, the era of, you know, you have to go to uni uh, to get a good job. That's mm-hmm. been the message that's been drilled into us and conditioned to us from parents and other external influences as we've grown up. And, you know, then we're, we're sort of, you know, do that and then sometimes realise when we're out in the workforce that it's not really the right thing to do or it's not been the right path and can feel really lost and, and confused because in a way sometimes it feels like, you know, whatever you've been told growing up is a lie some of the time too. Mm. Yeah, and I, I imagine you see a lot in, in this age group and these people coming to terms with the reality that, yeah, the the traditional method that we've been taught and prescribed uh, about career progression and how to have a career is no longer the case. You know, as you said, it was go to uni, get your qualification, get your job and work your way up the ranks over 40 years and then have your retirement package and then you're done and dusted. And that's just not the way of the future. It's not even the way of today, I dare say. Um, That's right, yeah. So I imagine, as you said, there's a lot of, holy shit, everything I've prepared for is no longer applicable Mm -hmm. in the real world and that brings up a ton of uncertainty about well how do I actually navigate this scary and complex but also incredibly important area of my life which is my career 
Yeah, yeah, exactly right. And, you know, the way I see careers as well is that it is an extension of our of, of ourselves and mm. our lives as well, and it's a, a component of our lives, a massive one. Um, a lot of people will put different weightings on their career in, t- in terms of the importance as well. You know, you've got the, I guess, as a typical example, you know, your high achievers that are really, really success orientated and they believe that their career is the, the be all and end all. Um, and then you've got other people as well that, you know, really value a balanced life and it's just one aspect that makes them happy. So it's sort of managing that that spectrum as well about how it, it relates to individuals and the importance that they place on it too. Mm. I think that's such a valuable question for people to ask themselves is, well, A, how much do I, how much weight and value do I place on my career? But then also, do you find a big thing that people struggle with these days is getting clear on what they actually want from a career past the paycheck? Yes, yes, 100%. So, um, millennials is a, a general, uh, I guess, um, stereotype when it comes to our, our generation is that we're more driven by purpose and, and wanting to make an impact and create meaning in what we do in our career rather than just the, the salary as mm-hmm. well. So what we're finding at work is we're moving from the old paradigm of organisations knowing how to intrinsically and extrin- extrinsically motivate uh their employees by offering more money, um, you know, better workplace facilities or, um, you know, some sort of challenge. But for millennials, sometimes it's actually not enough. Mm-hmm. Um, they need to have those personal motivations and those peer and collaborative motivations as well um, to really feel like they're on the right path and really feel like what they're doing um, is the right thing for them. And to have that internal feedback loop going on so they feel like they're moving in the right direction. And we are spoiled for choice as a generation too. We've, been, we've grown up uh, being told that you can do anything you want to do. Um, Simon Sinek actually did a great uh, talk on this. It's actually pretty famous if you haven't seen it. And um, he really nailed it on the head when he said, you know, millennials, we have grown up in, the, in a world of opportunities where you know, everyone can do anything that they want and anything you put your mind to it if you just study hard enough or you just work hard enough. And sometimes it's just not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, and then other times, you know, we always have that sense of the grass is greener. Yeah. You know, if I'm in something, well, maybe there's something else better out there for me. Maybe I haven't really tapped into my true potential yet. Um, and what could that be, right? So mm. the comparisons start to kick in. We start to question about ourselves if we're doing the right thing or in the right place, you know, like there is some sort of right or wrong definition, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it can just cause this internal conflict that happens all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, displaying the paradox of choice when it comes to freedom. And mm-hmm. I think we believe that the more choices we have and the more things that are on the plate and on the table, the better off we are. Um, but what they actually found was the more options and choice you have and the more you're seeing all of these other options and choice, the more that becomes overwhelming and it can actually. Yeah. At 5.15 and what they consistently, people would go to the table that would be the better move because they have so much choice, but less people actually bought jam from that table because they became so overwhelmed by all their options. Yep. 
Yeah. And I think we're starting to see that in the career space these days, especially because we are in a time where, you know, we've talked a lot about is the gig economy. People are working mm-hmm. multiple jobs at a time. People are going to change their career path. What did you say? Five times over their lifetime these days? Yeah. Yeah. You'll reinvent yourself four or five times um, in our, in our careers, in our lifetime as millennials, for yeah. sure. So we're spoiled with choice, but that comes with its own host of problems itself in terms of going, mm. well, how do I know, what the right choice is and what the right career path is for me. And I imagine you get that a lot with people is struggling to identify what they feel is the right actual path for them to pursue or the right jam for them to buy if we want to go off that study. Um, totally. Yeah. How do you sort of navigate that with people and help them through that overthinking? Because I know a lot of people will be listening now going, holy shit, that's me. Like people ask me what I want to do with my career or with my future and I just draw a blank because I've got a thousand ideas. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I think, um, yeah, there's, there's, uh, two main things, um, to do actually even three. So the, the first thing is, uh, what we don't do a lot of the time, which really helps as well is to put a future focus on it. Mm-hmm. So what you need to do first off is in a sense, re-engineer, uh, where you want to be and work backwards from there. So if you can picture yourself, um, talking to yourself five years now in the future, so you're five years older, you've done a whole bunch of, of different things um, in the future. What does that look like to you? Where do you see yourself? Who are you surrounded by? Um, what types of work are you doing? Where are you based? Are you working from home? Are you working in an office? All of these sorts of things will start to, to come up. And it's not, it's not good enough these days as well to say, well, look, I'll, I'll be an accountant. I'll be working in the finance industry. Like we need to get super specific. So the second thing mm-hmm. is get really, really specific about what your day looks like. How do you wake up of a morning? Where, where do you go? What do you do first off? Um, how do you finish your day? Uh, what kind of teams are you working with? Are you working overseas? Are you working here? Are you traveling around for work? All of those sorts of things really start to paint a really vivid picture for us mm. in terms of where ideally exactly you're wanting to head. And sometimes we can't go there because we have this layer on top of us that says, oh, that's not realistic or that's not practical or who are you to be doing that, mm-hmm. right? And these, these replays start to play up in our head when we start to think a bit bigger. But if you can sort of just take the limits off for a moment and think, if anything was possible, where would I want to be? Mm. And use that as a starting place. Um, get specific and then you'd really want to just drill down into that as well. And the third thing to do, which is a, a great thing, is to see the path in action. Mm. So once you have a clear idea of where it is you want to get to, um, you've really mapped out the specifics around it, one thing that's really good to do is actually make it feel tangible to you. So uh, what I mean by see the path in action is there is many different ways that we can get to, to different destinations in our career, right? And it's always a journey, never a destination in the first place. Uh-uh. But it always sort of helps if we can see someone that's walked the path before us. Definitely. So LinkedIn is a fabulous tool. Um, it is the number one thing that I would recommend anyone do if they haven't got a LinkedIn profile. I would really want to convince you to get one by the end of this chat. Um, but it is a great tool to actually just start doing some research around once you've got a bit of an idea of where you want to get to, have a look at the people that are there right now and have a look at through their experience from their work experience, how did they get there? Mm. Um, that will start to draw out some things for you. 
and it will start to help you break down and eliminate the gaps. So it may be that they did an extra year of study and did a particular course that helped them get there. Uh, it may be that they've come from all different industries and so it actually makes you feel like it's achievable because, you know, they came from the same industry as you and they were able to get there. So why couldn't it be you as well? Mm. So those, starts of thing, those uh, sorts of things start to really make it tangible in our, in our head which helps us be able to start it, start to be more practical about what are the next steps and what are the actions that we need to take in order to get there. Yeah, and I love that, you know, that third point, especially of seeing the path ahead just by reaching out and, and learning from, you know, in the coaching industry, we call it stand on the shoulders of the giants who came before you. Yeah. Um, but I was taught it with the idea of if you want to climb Mount Everest, you don't just go and start climbing because you'll mm. die. You yes. find someone who's done it before who can go, look, here's the tough parts that you're going to have to overcome. Here's the parts that are all right. Here's the, there's a thousand different ways up the mountain. Here's yep. the way that we can start taking it. If that doesn't work, we can adjust to this way. And yep. it just gives you that extra ability. And I think a lot of people, and this is in career and in every area of life, fear asking for help. But mm. I don't know, have you found that most of these people that if, if you just reach out and flick them a message and pick their brain, I've personally found a lot of them are actually quite happy to help and share their yeah. story and go, well, this is what I did. This is what I learned. Yes. Um, is that the same? Have you found the same sort of thing? Yes, 100%. I think that stops a lot of people from, from taking their first uh, points of action is that they won't admit that, you know, they do need help in mm. some areas, right? We are not experts in every single aspect of our lives, mm. um, nor should we be, <laughs> nor are we expected to be as well. Um, and one of the biggest things that I actually learned from, from working alongside some really great CEOs was the fact that, like you mentioned, there's just not one path to get there. And mm. so just it was invaluable, you know, hearing their stories and hearing how they got into certain positions that they were in. You know, some of them were just chance meetings that they had and then they've landed this massive big CEO role that they never thought was even possible for them, right? And so there's no reason why things like that just won't happen, but you have to put yourself in the situation and put yourself in opportunities way for those things to start to accumulate in your life as well. Exactly. I'm such a believer. I say, well, the best things we can do are put ourselves in a position where we're ready to seize opportunity where it's presented, but also yep. to proactively create opportunity. Exactly. And if we're yep. doing both, it's such a good way to drive our own personal growth. And I love that you mentioned before, you know, millennials in particular are looking for a sense of meaning and purpose in work, but they've also got to have the, the self-confidence to pursue that and back themselves into action. You know, obviously what we do at BU is confidence and purpose coaching because I genuinely mm. believe those are the two components that lead to a life of thriving. It's knowing why you're here and what you want to do and what impact you want to leave, but then having the self-confidence to actually do something about it and pursue it so it's not <laughs> just an, uh, an idea. Right. Exactly, exactly. And you, you might um, have a, a different view, but the way, the way I see confidence and the biggest mistake I see people making as well is they will feel stuck at work and they'll sit back and they'll, they'll play the blame game yes. about, you know, the company's not offering me enough mm -hmm. development opportunities or I've got a new manager and he's just, he's not the way I like to be managed. And, you know, I would do that degree, but I'm not smart enough or I would do that course, but I can't afford it or all these sorts of things come up as well. Mm. And we're kind of sitting back waiting for this, I guess, tap on the shoulder to say, yes, you're confident now, go mm -hmm. and do that thing, right? And it never comes. Mm -hmm. So we're waiting 
kind of like sitting at a train station waiting for the train just to nice and gently pull up and we jump on board the confidence train and then off we go to a new destination mm. and it, it doesn't work. You know, the train will, won't, it just won't stop. It keeps on going and you need to tap into that level of confidence at the time that you need it to help get you where you need to go as well. A hundred percent. You know, I'm such a believer that authentic self-confidence is something that comes from within and there's a lot of myths around confidence these days. I'm a big believer in what you just said and with people sort of sitting back and waiting for confidence, opportunity, growth, whatever they're looking for to just be presented to them on a silver platter and that's not how yeah. life works. No, mm. in um, <laughs> cheeky plug because it seems to be, it's very much aligning with what we're talking about at the moment, but in my, <laughs> uh, in my debut book, in the section I wrote on how people perceive their career, and the one yeah. thing I noticed people are missing is that they're not getting clear on what they want, but then when they are getting clear on that, they're thinking someone else will give it to them. Yes. And that's yes. not the case. You know, I think something that's very powerful and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this is when people get clear and go, okay, what I want from work most, what matters to me is, you know, I'll do with mine, for example, flexible working hours, um, feeling like I'm making an impact and a difference with everything that I'm doing. Uh, I also wanted a sense of significance from it. I wanted to feel important and valued in what I was doing. And as yeah. I got clear on those things, my next question was, how can I proactively bring those to my workplace? Not yeah. how can work give this to me? Mm -hmm. Because I think, you know, there's a big problem with entitlement these days where we think it's yeah. meant to be given to us and it's not. Yeah. But how can I bring that to the table? And what I noticed is as I brought those qualities to the table, they were matched. It was almost like I was going toe for toe. And this was it before I ran my own company. This was just when I was working um, yeah. in the fitness industry. When I brought those qualities to the table, it's like my workplace started going, oh, that's what he wants. Let's give some more of that. <laughs> um, do you find that with people as well when they can take that initiative to go, this is what I want from a career and this is how I'm going to show up with it? Totally. And managers are craving it as well mm. like your manager or your ceo or whoever is sort of i guess in, in charge of helping you shape your career at the, at the organization um number one we have a, a massive problem at the moment where 58 percent of managers admit that they actually don't have proper management training or don't feel oh my God. like yeah <laughs> it, it is it is crazy right so um, they don't feel like they're actually capable as a manager. Mm. So you've got two things here. You've got people, employees with these internal dialogues happening about what they want in their career, but haven't actually got clear on that, haven't verbalized it in a way that their manager can actually help them get there. Mm. And then you've got managers that are feeling incompetent themselves. They've probably got a high level of imposter syndrome going on mm -hmm. themselves mm -hmm. where they're not confident in themselves to actually be able to help other people and they don't have the self-awareness or they don't have the emotional intelligence to be able to draw that out of someone else as their employee. So you've got a mismatch of information sharing that's going on and kind of like this, you know, unspoken conversation that's going on being that, you know, both aren't getting their needs met at mm -hmm. work. And, you know, the result of that is just, employees feel a fundamental lack of appreciation mm -hmm. and that causes them to look externally in terms of, you know, you'll sit at work and rather than doing the work yourself to, like you said, get clear on what it is that you want and have a look at what actions you need to do to step up. What they'll do is, you know, they'll use that disengagement as a distraction mm -hmm. and you'll jump on some job boards, you'll scroll through some job ads, you'll look at the potential opportunities 
You'll probably watch some watch some cat videos on YouTube. Yeah. You'll do some online shopping. Yeah. You'll do whatever you want to do to just distract yourself from doing what you know needs to be done. Mm. You know, and you're so right. When people start looking external, I think you said earlier in this interview, you know, the grass is always greener as a syndrome. They're always looking for that. Okay, well, this job's not meeting my needs. The next job will. And yep. I'm, I know I'm pretty blunt with people when they tell me that I say, you know, if you change jobs or change careers or change organizations, but you're bringing your same self to that place, mm-hmm. you're mm-hmm. going to get the same fucking result. Like, yeah. At the end of the day, if you don't change your thoughts, your feelings, your behaviors and how you're showing up, you're going to keep getting the same result over and over again. And you're going to keep blaming external factors. Um, yeah. Yep. You know, it's something that needs to change. I think if people take a healthy dose of emotional responsibility for themselves, yeah. And show up because I, I'm a massive believer that people who are doing work that they believe in, that they're fulfilled by, that gives that sense of meaning and purpose. I think that's one of the quickest ways to change the world. Um, you know, when we spend so much time there, I've seen firsthand, you know, when you have conversations with people about what they do and they just light up. Yeah. Like yeah, just that definitely. spark in them. And everyone likes being around those sort of people. I yeah. love hearing conversations about that. And I could have, not a cent of interest in what they actually do for work. But when they have that much passion and where they're genuinely loving what they're doing, I'm like, wow, you're making an impact. You're changing the world. And that's the quickest way we can leave a positive impact on society as a whole is by people being in the right career path for them. Yeah, exactly right. And it's something that will feel natural to you as well. If you're Mm. playing to your strengths and you're, you're playing to your natural abilities as well, then the flow just starts to happen as well. And that energy is contagious. So, mm. you know, when you're in, in flow doing what you're doing, it affects your whole wider team and the way they interact with you. Um, and, you know, it's not all unicorns and rainbows when you're at work some days. You know, mm. you're going to have a crap day, even if you're in your ultimate job, mm. right, in your, your dream job. But it's about, you know, having, like you said, that emotional responsibility to really just get yourself back on track so that it doesn't spiral out of control the wrong way. You know, you have a bad day, you pick yourself up again and you're, you're on to the next and you're, you're again just, you know, making that impact and, and bringing that purpose back in as well. Mm. So, you know, if, if, if both of us are in agreement, I think we are that, you know, ha- having a fulfilling career, whatever that means to each individual, right? Like there's no set recipe for what a fulfilling career is. It's about yeah. making that individualized, but having people in careers that they believe in, that they stand by that, as you said earlier, are an extension of themselves. Not, I, I don't know. I don't know how much you believe in work-life balance as a concept anymore, but I know for us, we tend to talk to people and say that work-life balance is out the fucking window these days. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's not a thing. 100%. Anymore. It's not a thing. So I know, <laughs> I think it was Simon Sinek spoke a lot about work-life integration. Yeah. And, you know, how yeah. do we, because at the end of the day, work and, you know, you are alive when you're at work. It is still part of life. It's yep. work-life balance words, right? So you're living and then you go to work and you die, right? <laughs> yes, I know. And I'm like, what a strange concept. But work-life integration yeah. is like, well, work is going to be a fundamental part of my life. It always yep. will be. So I might as well do something with that that's meaningful and positive and that I feel is making a difference and that meets my needs. So if that's what's going to change the world, I would love to hear from your expertise, from your experience... Because that can seem overwhelming, right? People are sitting here listening. And I know there's going to be people listening to this podcast going, this is such a great concept and I'm fucking loving this concept. How do I do something with it? Like, what are my actionable changes that I can start with in order to pursue? And as you said, it's always a journey, not a destination. 
yeah. going to reach some magical career where you go, well, this is it. I can retire now. I'm done. This is yeah. it. I never have to think That's about it. my job again. I've, I've found this magical thing. Right? Yeah. It's like, oh, I just stumbled across it. But yeah. how can people take the first steps on that journey? Yeah, yeah. So I guess firstly, with that whole work-life integration, I 100% agree. I mean, just as, as an example on that as well, I have, was at an engagement party last weekend and uh, one of my, my friends just was looking at his phone. It was about nine o'clock at night and he had a, a Slack notification that had come through from his work, right? So this is a Saturday night. And just the fact that it, he didn't have to respond, nothing like that, but just the fact that it popped up and it was now circulated in his head mm. was enough to know that we are never separated from work anymore. Mm. We, are, we are there 24-7 whether we think we are or not mm. um, because the technology that we have now has just completely blurred any boundaries. So it's actually up to us to set those boundaries as well. Um, but I just wanted to, to touch on that, I guess, because um, I 100% agree with you and it's, it's only going to get worse. So that's sort of the, the first thing, I guess, for just that work-life integration piece. But I guess moving forward for people that, you know, are feeling quite stuck, they're not really sure what they want to do, but they know they need to change um, and they know something needs to happen. The first thing to do is actually just really uh, remove yourself from the environment that you're in briefly in order to work it out. So what I see a lot of people doing is sitting at their desk at work thinking about a new job or thinking about what else they might like to do. Mm. And when you're actually in that environment of work, you're actually never going to think outside the box mm. of what is possible um, and you're going to be confined by that environment. So whether it be just taking off down to a coffee shop on a Saturday morning in a, a place that makes you feel good, probably in the sun, um, grab yourself a coffee, maybe, you know, sit out underneath a nice tree or something, whatever makes you feel happy and start to write. So journaling is a, a great tool mm -hmm. that actually just helps you jot out whatever ideas are in your head. That would be the first thing is just remove yourself from the environment you're in to work it out. Um, the second thing would be focus on the, the practical stuff first. Because I'm a, I'm a pretty practical person when it comes to careers. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we need to make enough money to support the lifestyle we want to lead. Mm. We don't need to be earning a million dollars a year to be successful or anything like that. It's about knowing your own needs as a person and the lifestyle and the family that you have, perhaps if you have a family, and what you need to feel secure and comfortable in your own life. Mm. So you need to get that practical stuff out. Um, you need to feel safe in an environment as well. So you'd be looking at things like what is the type of work environment that you want to be in every day? Um, are you better working autonomously by yourself? Do you want to work with a team? Those sorts of things, um, get them out first. And then the second thing as well would be you'd actually be able to take it to another level, which I call the freedom of pursuit. So this is where we start to explore, okay, well, what are the skills that I have and maybe what are the skills I want to develop? What are my passions? If you know or think you have a purpose at the moment, what is that or what could it be? Mm. Um, also, what's the knowledge, the experience, the expertise that you bring? And this is something that we often don't acknowledge enough in ourselves, what we've been able to achieve and, and what we can do at work. So often it's us it's us doing the work first and then it's some asking some questions from some other people as well. Um, maybe some trusted colleagues, maybe people that have worked with you in the past to ask them, when you think of me at work, what are some things that come up? What do you think I'm really good at? 
what do you think, um, what could you see me doing? Mm. And getting that alternate perspective uh, really helps to shape that as well. So that would be the second thing. And then the third thing would be start to think ahead as well about your future needs. So we touched on this a little bit before about where do you actually want to be in five years time? What does that look like? And really sort of finding out what is the gap from where you are now um, to where, the, where you want to be in five years time as well. Yeah, because when we've got that vision, and I love that you said, you know, get specific with it, get clear, but also make sure you're hitting your current needs too because I think there is a danger of overdreaming. Um, yes. <laughs> and, and then, you know, it's the people who quit their job and go, oh, I'm going to quit my job and start my business. And we know for a fact that that statistically is less likely to succeed because they're now more stressed. Yeah, right? but <laughs> that's right. That's right. I think, I think it's beautiful that you say, you know, get clarity around where you are now, where you want to be in five years and what the gap is in the middle. Because you know, I know the way we teach that to people is you can't put anything into a GPS without knowing two things clearly. And that's where you are now and where you want to be. Right? Yeah, it cannot yeah. give you directions. It cannot give you guidance and you cannot have a clear path without knowing those two points. And that's yeah, so yeah. valuable because people don't think about that enough in their career path. And, and I just, I think you've offered so much value and insight today that I know our listeners are going to get so much out of. And I could talk to you for bloody ages about this. Because <laughs> I think it's such an important topic. So we're definitely going to have to have you on uh, the podcast some more and also, I'd love to have a chat to you about uh, writing some blog articles on career for people um, to, for us to put on our website and, and yeah, just promote what you're doing because I think it's so valuable and so needed in the world. Yeah, thank you, Declan. Yeah, it's, um, yeah I'm happy to, to write a few blogs. I've got a few circulating out there that, that people can jump onto as well, so for sure. Amazing. And if people are listening to this going, you know what, I really, really resonate with Amy. I really get what she's saying. I feel like she's speaking directly to me and my current where I'm at in my career at the moment, how can they connect with you further from here? Yeah, you'll find me on uh, social media. So on uh, Facebook at Aligned Tribe, also on Instagram at Aligned Tribe. Um, I also run a, a Facebook group, which is uh, a private community of uh, like-minded professionals. And it's a really supportive environment for people, um, perhaps like yourself, that are really just looking at maybe some alternatives in their career but are not sure how to get there. Um, I dropped some insights and a few things in there. So you can search for career accelerators uh, in groups in Facebook. Um, also my website, uh, www.aligntribe.com. Amazing. And thank you once again uh, from the bottom of my heart for coming on board today and for sharing your insight and some of your story. As I said, it's a topic that we haven't been speaking enough about on the podcast and I'm definitely, definitely, definitely keen to have you on board more often to share that insight because it is so important. Um, but until then, thank you once again for coming on board. I really appreciate it. And uh, hey, have an amazing rest of your day. You too, Declan. Thanks for having me. All right, see you, Amy. Bye. What an incredibly valuable interview with Amy. You know, I said it so many times in that interview, but I really mean it. We don't spend enough time on this podcast talking about career, and it's such an important thing for us to look at as human beings. So make sure you get in touch with Amy, connect with her online. You know, as someone who is in that Facebook group she was talking about, I can highly, highly vouch for it. We're going to be doing a lot more stuff with Amy and the Aligned Tribe because I see there's so much overlap in what we do between the Aligned Tribe and BU. And I'm very excited to be bringing that to you all to help you bring that sense of meaning and purpose into your lives through your career. 
you know, next week we've got some amazing content coming up. As you know, every second episode I do on my own. So I'm going to be covering some really cool things with you. So make sure you stay around. And as always, if you enjoyed this episode, if you got value out of it, if you got a certain quote out of it that really hit home, make sure you upload it. Share this around. You know, it's we cannot achieve our goal of positively impacting a trillion lives without your help. So it always means the world to us if you leave us a review. If you just screenshot that you're listening to the podcast and upload it to Facebook or Instagram, and tag us so you can tag Declan Edwards underscore BU or BU underscore coaching and also make sure you uh, tag the Aligned Tribe if you're sharing this episode because I know Amy would love to see your feedback. As always, from the bottom of my heart all the way out to yours, until the next time we speak, be empowered, be exceptional and be you.